Each time I tried a key, I was just praying. 77 minutes after the massacre began, the classroom door was finally unlocked. Somebody jump out the window. During that time, Arredondo says he was also telling officers to evacuate people through windows to avoid having students coming into the hallway. And he's refuting the claim from DPS that he was the one in charge. The chief of police, the control of the independent school district, is the incident commander. Arredondo said he had taken on the role of frontline responder inside the school, assuming some other officer or official had taken control of the larger response. And in that same interview, the chief went on to say that he never gave any order to any other agency here at the scene, saying because he was unaware that he had ever been made the incident commander. On my honor, on my honor, I will never betray my badge. I will never betray my badge. My integrity, my integrity, my character, my character, for the public trust, for the public trust. I will always have the courage. I will always have the courage to hold myself and others, to hold myself and others accountable for our actions, accountable for our actions. I will always uphold the Constitution. I will always uphold the Constitution. My community, my community, in the agency I serve, in the agency I serve. And presented to the district attorney. Christina Mitchell for her review. However, we do know this. There's compelling evidence that the law enforcement response to the attack at Robb Elementary was an abject failure and antithetical to everything we've learned over the last two decades since the Columbine massacre. Three minutes after the subject entered the West Building, there was sufficient number of armed officers wearing body armor to isolate, distract, and neutralize the subject. The only thing stopping a hallway of dedicated officers from entering room 111 and 112 was the on-scene commander who decided to place the lives of officers before the lives of children. The officers had weapons, the children had none. The officers had body armor, the children had none. The officers had training, the subject had none. One error, 14 minutes and eight seconds. That's how long the children waited and the teachers waited in rooms 111 to be rescued. And while they waited, the on-scene commander waited for a radio and rifles. Then he waited for shields. Then he waited for SWAT. Lastly, he waited for a key that was never needed. I, like it's usually it's about something horrible and then as soon as the horrible fades out and the music fades away you you're you or me are always kind of chuckling <laughs> and it's like damn <laughs> uh, and i learned uh, this morning i learned that uh i'm going to have to now every episode before i upload i've been going through and make sure everything looked all right i'd like pick random spots to listen through so that afterwards, when I have time to sit back and enjoy it, <clears throat> I can just listen to the thing as, as a whole, right? But I'm, yeah. I, when I go through my editing, I, I go through and check, you know, because we're not, we're not usually saying anything that uh, I have to worry about editing. And um, just a disclaimer for tonight, I may say some things that I should probably edit, but I probably will not. <laughs> yeah, there's some things that are probably going. They, they need to be said about tonight, and yeah, you know, y'all folks are going to hear um, some shit. Those, those, oh who, those who know me, especially 
those who have known me since my stay in prison, I, I do not have the most police positive attitude. Um, there, there, are, there are times that I've, I've been rather violent in my rhetoric about the police. I will say that tonight's subject has done nothing to help that matter. <laughs> you one, don't say. Not one bit. If anything, all the things that I thought I used to say that might be a bit extreme that I've tried to dial back in the last few months. I've tried to dial back and be more moderate, less extreme in my views, especially those towards law enforcement. That that has all been taken away by some of their bad apples. Um, but the morning, other than learning that I have to, uh, I had to, I had to go in and I had to re-edit uh, Pulse uh, episode again. Um, because you, there was a point where you stopped recording where we both stopped recording, but we didn't sync that up. So, Oh yeah. So there was like two minutes or so of just like no noise. And then there was this like constant me and you talking on top of each other, you know, <laughs> and, and that was just yeah, yeah. as bad. So, um, yeah, but I, 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 uh, got that back out. Um, so yeah, that, then I, I did. What I feel like so far has been my best intro <laughs> um, for the uh, church shooting episode. Uh, if those of you who have heard it already and are wondering, that uh, wonderful, wonderful minister that you heard towards the end of the intro is the wonderful John Hagee, a fairly moderate, actually, uh, evangelical televangelist, who is also, you know, for, even though he's moderate, he's still pretty extreme in some of the shit that he fucking spouts. Um, I figured that that, that particular sermon, um, if I was, if I wasn't a, a fraud and a hack, I would have already posted the link for it. Uh, that particular sermon, he's talking about these sh church shootings and he's claiming that, uh, the church shootings are a, a sign of the end times and that you should not fear, but rejoice because your redemption is near. Um, yeah, yeah, I I dramatized it, and one could say I was cherry picking. But if you do, just look up. And if I if if you want to do this before I get the link posted up there, look up John Hagee, um, church shootings, and this is it's, it's in the top three videos that come up there. I listened to the whole sermon. I didn't cherry pick. I I mean I did kind of. I, I picked one spot, but you didn't miss nothing. It's it's the same rhetoric. Um, so that's why I, I mean, yeah, of course, we're going to do a little bit of uh, slight drama, dramatization. I can say that word. Yeah, like. yeah. The the um, the cocking gun but, and the bullets did not actually come from John Hagee's. Um, uh, that, that that nothing like that happened. John Hagee wasn't shooting people while he was saying this, and those gunshots. Full disclaimer: did not come from any videos related to the shooting. I found a video of somebody in a large open room similar to a church sanctuary shooting a 45. It was the closest I could come to an actual audio of it. And, you know, let's, like, once you hear it, you'll, you'll see. It's, it's a nice dramatic touch. Um, yeah, so the, we, we dramatize things, just a little touch. Yeah, but, but you really don't have to do it very much on these things, folks. I mean, you, you guys know the, the, the level of drama that is in the subjects we have been touching here this last week and a half here. Um, so Look, everybody the drama else, is there. Yeah. Um, so, everybody yeah, else we're, gets we're, to use we, it. We're, we're in, we're, we're trying to do an entertainment thing. So we have to try to play that side of the fence, but we got to keep it real. So it, it's all realism. 
laid out in a way to say, damn, that's, that's deep. Let me, let me listen to some more. So I hope it's working folks. And you actually uh, are paying attention and learning some things. If not, we're failing. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, learn how to have a conversation. Neither me or Mike are really truly experts on anything. Um, but what we do is we, we pay attention to the world around us. We, we, you know, we, we learn about things. We like to learn about things. We like to talk about things. So neither of us are experts on anything. Neither of us, uh, you know, have, have, we, we might have expertise about some certain things or personal experience, uh, anecdotal, I guess, expertise, you, you, you would say. But we're not, we're not experts on anything. We're not, we're not claiming to have the answers. We're not claiming to know everything. We're not even claiming that the, th- the facts or the, the sources we cite are accurate. We're claiming that to the best of our knowledge, this is what's going on, and this is how we feel about it. And that's really Absolutely. all there is to it. Um, if there's something that is conjecture, I'll try to point it out. But just know that there's really nothing. You know, we could be living in a fucking simulation. Reality itself is conjecture. So whatever. <laughs> you had to just watch the daggone thing with Neil Tyson and a bunch of other folks about that particular subject. My God, I can't believe you brought that up. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I, I'm, I'm ready to do an episode right now on simulation theory. <laughs> I woke oh, up we, we still we still got to get through one more of these horrible Whoa, incidents wait, and wait. this one is a very bad one you mean one more yeah. after this one no this I one mean, oh okay i mean well we still have to redo <laughs> vegas yeah <laughs> but we've but, already yeah. been through that <laughs> yeah yeah the shock and horror is already sunk in and you know somewhat dealt with um, but yeah, it's, it's been a lot of process and I'm so fucking glad that this is the last one I've actually got to do a dive into and try to learn something about. I, I well, I'm, I'm actually, I'm kind of thankful well, that, uh, until tomorrow, I'm, I'm kind of thankful <laughs> <laughs> the day's not over yet, Mike. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of thankful that, um, that I did all these others before I got to this one. Cause by the time I got to this one, I instantly recognized one Salvador Ramos, right? I've seen him on every Wikipedia page about every one of these motherfuckers. But, well, not every one of, the majority of these motherfuckers, right? Um, the average age of a mass shooter, uh, well, a male mass shooter, is 33. But if you, re- if you take out people over the age of 50, like uh, the dude in Vegas. Yeah, it, you get rid of the outliers. You get rid of the outliers, and what you end up with is an average age of 18, 18 to 19. Some, some say 21 on the outside, but from most of the math that I was looking at, I didn't actually pull out a calculator folks, but from what I was seeing, it looks like the average age is around 18, maybe 19. Um, they're, they're loners, they're signs. They do weird shit. This motherfucker was running around with dead cats in a fucking bag. This isn't, and you know, he, he was live streaming this shit. He was fucking, uh, people started calling him, nicknaming him in these chat rooms, school shooter. That comes up. Let me bring that one. Make sure you caught that. Chat rooms, social media, chat rooms, Facebook, Instagram. Um, Yoba, I think was. Yoba and Instagram was his two big ones. Yeah. Yeah. And Instagram is meta now. They, they fall under Facebook. So we'll leave that as it is for now, but. There was nothing remarkable about him. He is somebody, he wanted the attention. He was angry. He was angry at his mommy because his mommy took away the Wi-Fi. And 
So he went to live with <laughs> Granny. Granny gave her access to his bank account. They had a joint bank account now. All the money he made from Wendy's and all her Social Security money, everything she had, went to their same account. So he could just pull money out whenever he needed it. And he got they got into a big argument over his graduating. So he's texting this girl over Yoba, and he tells her, I'm going to shoot my grandma in the face. She doesn't respond. He just texts back a few minutes later. I shot her in the head. And he responds again. I'm going to go shoot up in elementary school now. Hours later, after the event, she texts back, I saw the news. Um, but you know who did see it? Those fucking algorithms. <laughs> that did nothing. Yeah, that ain't the only one he did. He, he, he posted a, a picture to this random girl. Um, and that's who all these posts were to. It wasn't somebody he actually knew or even had a chat history with. This is just some random girl. Um, he, he sent pictures of the, the rifles that he bought and, you know, tagged her in that. And he says, you, you're lucky I tagged you. Why is that? You'll see. And yeah. then a couple of days later, sent her to the, the things about that. So, I mean, so this was an ongoing yeah. thing. She, he was saying she 10 days left. They said, what are you going to do? Shoot up a school? He says, no, you'll see. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it, these things are flags that I ain't saying that the girl should have, you know, called the police or anything like that. I mean, you know, maybe, but I'm, I'm not say, stating that, but like you said, the fucking algorithms are out there that censor me for saying a word that goes against a freaking narrative that's being pushed out. And, you know, I'm not even trying to say anything against that particular narrative, just a word. And I get censored on MSN, Facebook, what the fuck ever I'm trying Twitter, all that shit. You know, Hey, are you sure you want to post this? You know, kind of, it's more than that. Your phone is always listening to you. Right. And we'll give you like ads based on the conversations you have with your phone in the room. It's been proven. I mean, they, they, they proved it in fucking court that this is going on. They are Mm -hmm. gathering data anyway. Now there's arguments that have been made like, well, if they start, if they start like using these algorithms to, pick out potential mass shooters and stuff like that and you're invading their privacy it's already fucking invaded how about we do a search for something more than fucking money right we're allowed to do it to sell this data to advertising companies and shit but i mean we're already fucking invading the privacy for that if you're doing something if you're going to make some money why don't you save some fucking lives this motherfucker should have been stopped a thousand times by his friends by fucking everybody he fucking knew by the fucking social media platforms he was on he, by his fucking parents. We don't know much about his parents, but for fuck's sake, he's walking around with dead cats. He asked family members to buy him guns, and they said, no, no, you can't buy guns. Nothing stopped him from going to buy them and when he turned 18. This shifty-looking dude, just like all the other ones. Like I, I, I can't wait to start my serial killer podcast mm-hmm. so I can start talking about people who don't look like fucking psychopaths. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> every one of these fucks have been the same. So I was ready for that, but and I was already kind of, my heart was already soft, right? I was already feeling emotional about it for, you know, for all the, the shit we've been reading about. But then the police response to this guy's shooting made me angrier than the shooting itself. <laughs> like, yes. And <laughs> I, that's, that's something I'd like to make a point on is that we are going to be discussing two separate tragedies in the exact same place. And unfortunately I've got a feeling that the second one is going to overshadow the first one. Yeah. These, these mass shooters are apparent or they're, they're almost like their own, their own breed of humans, right? 
they're they they seem to be something completely different, and they're so different that they're recognizable as such. They're already found so many traits that are are almost universal among all of them, you know, except for a few outliers here and there, of course. Um, but through the majority of them, they have these exact same traits. You can pick them out of a fucking crowd, right? So you can't. It, it's like they, it's like they say about like you know. Uh, like coyotes running in your hen house, killing chickens. It's like you can only get so mad at them. You know what I mean? You can only get so mad at the coyote or the fox for going after the hens because that's what they fucking do. It's your job as who's ever taking care of this, uh, of your, of, of, of your hens, you know, to make sure the hens are kept safe from these fucks. Right. You, you don't, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's your only job. And, and, and when it comes to protecting the public, and, and like taking a bullet for the public. I don't expect a fucking cop to take a bullet for me. I'm not going to take one for him. But my fucking kids or his kids are different. I'd, I'd take a bullet for anybody's children, especially little children. And they're always talking about these guys are bull have been bullied and whatnot. And that's that's fair. I understand being bullied. I would have killed the fucking bullies. That's, that's the, if they're going to go fucking killing people, why aren't they killing the fucking people that are supposedly bullying them? Why are Good they question. going at, why are they going after why are they 18, 19, 20 years old going after four year olds? Like what the fuck? If they, if it has anything to do with being bullied, they would kill the goddamn bullies. It's it's what well, makes sense. This to one me. is questionable whether or not he was bullied. Um he was weird for sure. Yeah, but, he had a know, list. There's, there's and he there's, was, there's stories where he was bullied and then you've got other stories where no he wasn't bullied. He was the one trying to be yeah. the bully and it was failing. So he was getting mad. Yeah. It, I'm saying the I mean, bullying is irrelevant. The bullying seems to be is. irrelevant because they never go after the bullies, right? Um, they they go after innocent people. They become predators, and they don't. It, it, they they know they're they're recognizable as such. <laughs> they you could notice them even if they blend in and they look just like everybody else. By this time, we should have fucking known there's foxes in the goddamn chicken coop. And every, Absolutely. and we, you know, apparently some, maybe we, some people can't tell the difference between a fox and a chicken. Fine, but be ready, be ready when that fucking fox attacks. I mean, so yeah, he, uh, um, yeah, we're, we're, I guess it'd be now a good time to tell tell you we're talking about Uvaldi. If you haven't figured that out already, um, I often live with my head in the sand. I did not. I knew that this happened. I knew that there was a school shooting at something called Uvalde. Um, again, this is before I started doing all the research on these mass shootings. And it was before I was even really talking about doing a podcast much. Um, it was kind of a thought in the back of my head. But I was, I had stopped paying attention because you get numb to it. And I mean, you know, I'm a piece of shit now. And I realize that because that's part of the fucking problem. People, it happens so <laughs> yeah. fucking often that people are numb to it now. Even the fucking cops <laughs> are numb to it now. I mean, there's arguments to be made whether they, <laughs> whether they were whether were or not, but in every other story, I've been able to point to heroes. You know, where the fuck was Stephen? Um, oh, the guy from last night, Whitman, St Whitman. Stephen Williford. Where the fuck was Stephen Williford? This school, every school needs one Stephen Williford. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, no, they had a. This school district actually had its own police department. Uh, the unified. Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District had its own police department that had a dedicated six-officer team 
for eight schools. Now, this this is modern times, folks. We've already had more than a dozen school shootings. Why in the hell do they not have at least one officer per school? That is well, the first question so that I've got in this particular. I, apparently, um, I, I watched the the Senate hearing, the Senate Senate committee hearing on this. Is the only way I could really get detailed information. Um, there is the information, all the raw data is out there, the videos and whatnot, but it's a little bit confusing because you watch all these fucking camera footages and they all like start back over, you know what I mean? At the same time. So it becomes kind of confusing figuring out the time uh, timeline of events. Well, the Texas state department of public safety did it for you. Um, cause they were, they were trying like hell to find, they were investigating like hell and they're, they're trying like hell to fucking figure a way to explain it away. And the the chief director is at the Senate. He does basically the entire talk at the Senate committee hearing. And he breaks it down minute by minute what's going on. Um, there's no spin on it. There's no there's no like eyewitness reports. It is camera and audio data that has been compiled into a timeline and condensed down to what is going on. Um, it's, the, it's the only way I could get the best information that I could get. And I, I didn't the, go through the hearing, but I did go through all the videos. And yeah, that's the only way I could find any kind of truth because every bit of information that you can find on this stuff has contrary information on the very next page. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they were spitting out a bunch of bullshit and then they had to fix that bullshit with better bullshit. And then some truth got thrown in there, but you can't tell it from the bullshit. Well, I can tell you who the hell is one is one hell of a bullshit artist. Fucking Pedro era, whatever the fuck his name was, the chief of police that was on the scene. Eridondo. <laughs> that was his fucking name. God, I, I, I swore I wouldn't forget it. <laughs> yeah, he definitely doesn't need to be forgot. Um, he is fired. Oh my God, man. He is fucking fired. They did that at least. I think he should be charged with uh, 20, no, 19 counts of manslaughter. But. <laughs> at least accessory too. Uh, yeah, negligent homicide, bare minimum. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, at least a couple of cases. And you know, you know, to be fair, you know, you know this this kid, he he wrecks his truck at you know, uh, was eleven twenty eight. He was trying to pull into the damn parking lot, but he missed. He doesn't have a driver's license and apparently doesn't know how to drive. He hit the ditch. Yeah, um, dude. Apparently, his family said that he had problems taking turns. And when you watch the video, it's like <laughs> he does his scrawny little arms couldn't move the steering wheel. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he puts it in the fucking ditch, and it's not a little ditch. This is a big fucking ditch. <clears throat> I mean, you, I'm talking something. Look, you know, from the distance. I mean, it, it was a long distance away from with the camera angle, but I'm. This looked like something like you know. 15 feet across six to eight feet deep, you know, in a wide shallow angle going into it kind of a thing. I ain't talking about no deep crevice, you know, just, you know, a, a big sloping ditch and two guys come running away from the school, you know, well, no, they were leisurely walking. They just saw somebody crash into a ditch and they just leisurely walk across the parking lot to go see what happened. Apparently, they saw something that scared the shit out of them, like, I don't know, uh, a little kid dressed in black and body armor loading up a weapon or something, and they turned around and ran so fast that one of them fell on his fucking face. Um, that's point number 
two yeah. on this. Okay. You, you, you've only got six officers for an eight school district, but now you've got two guys that go out to see what happened with a, 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 an accident. And you got a dazed, confused kid getting out, trying to figure out how he's going to continue yeah. on with his fucking plan and he here. And you turn around and run. He, prop, he pops off three rounds at them. And they fucking haul ass. But they called 911 he fuck immediately. Now, they did not. The first 911 oh, call was, right. was from a, teacher, a, a fucking teacher. woman, a teacher yeah. inside that saw him coming in from the window five minutes later. Yeah. No, 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 no. All right, so... <laughs> You, you, this the, what what went on with this one is when he 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 comes out of the truck he fires at them too they go running off all right uh, he then kind of approaches like he's across the road somewhat from the school and he's firing he's at the, the windows lot, walking across. right he's firing no. at the front windows of the school yeah he fired twenty three shots he's on video he's school. on video the entire time walking from his truck to the school he is dragging his rifle no no, no he is dragging thing and dragging it is, beside him he is dragging, dragging a bag his in his other bag. hand. He is dragging he's his got, ammo bag. He has he's his got rifle. an ammo bag in one. He's got whole, he's, he's got both <laughs> hands pointed straight down. That dude, rifle never comes up in that video when he's he walking is, across the field. When he's walking across in front of the building, when he's in front of the building, he's firing. He fires twenty three rounds at like there's these two classrooms that have four windows, and he's firing at these two windows. This teacher is at the end of this building, right? She and she's like standing out. She she sees them inside. She goes out to the end of this building. She kicks the rock that's in the door out of the door, right? So the door is supposed to automatically lock from the outside when you close it. Well, whoever unlocked the door that morning didn't do it right. They locked it to where it could just be opened right back up. So even though she kicked that rock out, the door is still able to be opened. He then starts coming around the other side of the building as this teacher who's out there after like trying to kick the rock out, kick the rock out or whatnot. The fucking state, the school resource officer is over by the funeral home. He comes hauling ass at 50 miles an hour towards this teacher, thinking that this is the subject, right? He even says, I have the subject. He drives right past Salvador Ramos, who's like kind of walking around he's the walking corner across of the building. The fucking yeah. field. He's walking around. Now, by this time, he's in front of the fucking building. He is walking around the corner of the building. He doesn't go into the window. He walks into the fucking door that she just tried to fucking kick shut. So while he's out there with the, the, the school resource officers, just around the just just barely to where he couldn't see him, the dude just goes into the building. And he goes he, he goes into the hallway. He's in the he's in the building uh, less than three minutes before police get there. Right? Police go in there, he shoots at uh the, they, they, he like shoots towards the police, the police back the fuck out. Uh you can actually hear one cop's body on the on the body camera, he said he the cop says, Fuck this shit. And and backs on up. Um, yeah, he's the one that thought he got hit in the head. And fuck this shit. Fuck you, buddy. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you. You fat piece of shit. <laughs> so he go. He said, "Fuck this shit." And they all just back down the hallway, and they're like sitting around the corner looking. Right. So um, at this point in now, time, see, what I saw from nine... the video to lead up to this point, man, uh, was yeah, like I said, he he had wrecked his truck. So he. Yeah, he might have shot at him. The, there was no uh, audio on that particular camera. He might have shot at those two guys, and that's why they took off running, you know, almost run out of their shoes. Yeah, that'd get me to running from that, you know, if, if I'm not close enough to close the gap, I'm running the other way too. I, I, I yeah, know. yeah. Um, but then it shows from the outside cameras, you know, him walking across the field. And like I said, him walking across the field, he's got his rifle in one hand and a bag in the other. The rifle is pointed straight to the ground, almost okay, dragging yeah, the barrel now, on the fucking ground. At that point, I know what you're, you're talking about. You're looking out through like 
one of those things that sit over a, a like a sidewalk that flowers grow on and shit, like a lattice. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. That is, and the then they change to another camera. Yeah, so then they change to him, another camera. When you're seeing and he's him coming dragging, across what looks like a, a a a a soccer field or something, you know, the second cut camera walking into toward the parking lot, and then he gets around where the cars are at the parking lot. At yep. that point is where the teacher says, "I see a shooter walking toward the school," and apparently he sees her too. And, and that's when he fires off a few shots. Yeah, yeah so, that's when he fires off what, a few shots. What you were talking about where he was dragging, that camera footage actually came from the funeral home. And then the next thing where you see him kind of walking across the lot, that's also from the funeral home. Um, so all the, all the camera footage is on the corner there. of the building he was walking toward where the guys well, that's, came that's, running from. That's and the then weird ran thing about this place is like the funeral home and the school are like right next to each other. That's, I don't know why. It just struck me as odd. But I uh, like uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the, those two videos come from the funeral home. Now the next ones where you can actually see uh, the the him going into the fuck going like around the corner and fucking aiming at the windows and shit like that. That comes from the school. Now I'm wondering with when he entered the building, they they got a really good video of him entering the building from the, an internal camera in the school. It's like in one of those little dome things yeah. you know, up in the roof. I wish that they would have left the footage from the teacher closing the door in that, you know, that, that has been edited out if it existed. Um, I'm not saying it didn't, I'm not saying it did. I'm saying if it did, it, they should have left that in the edit. That way it could be seen that. Yeah. The teacher so actually tried the, to close the, the fucking door. The report about the door being left open came from, uh, one, one, when they were taking interviews, one of the people that remembered having seen that door propped open shortly before the shooting. Well, um, he had to open the door. The video shows him opening the door. But you yeah, don't see yeah. the teacher there closing the door. Yeah, the I don't know why they cut like that two out. Two seconds before he opens the door and comes in. There's no teacher in the hallway. There's no resource officer following him in. Um, so the resource officer, if he did exist, he's a piece of shit too. He's yeah, a lying yeah. ass motherfucker. I doubt he ever had his rifle pointed at the guy waiting for orders. He probably one of those two no, that ran away. No, like he pulled up at 55, at 50 miles an hour on a woman, on an innocent woman in a parking lot, trying not to get her fuck here, her, or the fucking kids in her class killed. See, yeah, and, I've seen and, him. <laughs> he, the car's in the, one of those videos flying by right by the fucking shooter walking in that's, the field. And, that, you know, that's your in. school resource officer. <laughs> yeah, that's your school resource officer. Um, yeah, he, he didn't, he didn't pay attention to officer who the hell was actually there. Friendly. Had one yeah. job. Thanks for busting the teacher. <laughs> right. I probably didn't even know there was a shooting because guess what? The school resource officer's radio didn't work in the school. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, this kid comes walking in the in the building like he owns the fucking place. You know, walks about 20 or 30 feet down one hallway. Yeah. Makes a right hand turn, flicks his hair out of his eyes. It's your typical, classroom. Yeah, it's your typical L-shaped school building for that from like the 80s. You, you walk yeah. in and there's like, it's a T two, on this end. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It, a T or an L, you know, they're usually, they were like one of the two and they made some W school buildings in the eighties, but that was yeah. about it. Um, yeah, he, he makes a left looks in the classroom. And at this particular point, apparently the teacher was trying to close the door and get it to, to lock. So supposedly so lock. what happened here, that that door cannot be locked from the inside. That door could only be locked by a key on the outside, but, Every one of those doors was supposed to lock automatically. She had actually put in a request for this door to be fixed because the strike plate on the lock had kind of like slipped down somewhat. 
And unless you like grabbed that door from the outside and gave it like a good hard shake to get the fucking latch plate to move, the uh, strike plate to move, it wouldn't actually latch. You could just pull it open. We'll come back to that later. I'm, pl- yeah, no, I'm plenty uh, pissed would, about that. <laughs> but I would ask people to take a very close look at the door handle on that. If it's if it's a locking door handle, then it's one where it's got that little tiny key right there at the end of the the, the shaft for the twist handle. It, it, it yeah. most of the ones I've seen with that style don't actually have a lock. Yeah, they well these these because of all but the school these shootings. Might. I've seen them yeah, with it. I've they, seen them with he, it. He had blown up pictures of the actual door in the Senate hearing, and like it had a key lock. Um, but the thing is, the key, the key lock didn't matter because yeah, the key lock didn't matter at all. The door the wasn't, door wasn't latched. locked. He was able to walk into the classroom. He didn't come back out of the classroom, lock it, and then somehow get back in because there is no way to lock it from the inside. That prevents a teacher from going rogue and locking the students in the classroom. so i mean yeah she was trying to get the door closed and prop it something and he shot through the door it came right on in fired off a big burst fired off another burst uh i think they said 100 rounds within the first uh like fucking what first like four minutes yeah most of the shooting in this entire thing happened in the first five minutes yes um so Um, and there were two adjoining classrooms the police are outside and there are five police within minutes of this point in time in the storyline, it becomes 11. There is the chief, uh, Pedro Arredondo and, uh, four others, two of whom have assault rifles. All of them. And only one of them is under 280 pounds. <laughs> all of them are wearing body armor of some kind. The, the guy, the chief director or whatever of the department of public safety said in the hearing, he's like, these police had rifles had two rifles. The gunman had yeah. one. The children had none. He so had you're thinking here, <laughs> we've got cops on the scene. They're armed with body armor and rifles. And yeah, so, hey, we've got five of us and we're at the door. We know exactly where it's at. We're getting close to the end of this, right? <laughs> no, no, for fuck's sake. So these mother, he, he first, this cop gets on a phone and says, I left my radios. I dropped my radios. I need a radio. Uh, well, then they find out radios don't work in the building. That's why the school resource officer from the get-go was already useless, right? Um, so, yeah, the radio couldn't work in the building any fucking way. Then it became, well, I need rifles. Uh, this guy has a rifle. Everybody here has handguns. Now, you can clearly see him talking on the phone at this particular moment on the timestamp and shit to the fucking dispatch officer. Standing behind him are two officers holding fucking rifles that look just like the motherfucking rifle this piece of shit has stuck in the classroom with. All right. Oh yeah, every almost every cop pulled up in this uh, during this event's got a yeah, AR-15 platform rifle. Uh, so except for the first few. All this time two of them did. cops, every every type of law enforcement agent in the area is swarming this place. He's holding people back saying, look, he's going in there. He's like, we got him basically barricaded. They changed it from an active shooter to a barricaded situation. Now, they said, we don't think there's any kids in there, and if they are, they might be hurt. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they, he can't get to any more children. Well, you can see the fucking window, right? You can see into the classroom from the hall. During the, and also on these fucking, the audio from these body cams, you can hear the goddamn children in the fucking classroom. You can fucking hear them. You can hear him through the body cam. You can't tell me not my how much how much fucking 
donut powder was in this fat fuck's ear. He could hear them fucking children. He could hear him crying. He could hear him being shot while he was fucking saying, I don't have enough rifles. Uh, we're outgunned. Uh, I don't know who's in this. I don't know who all's in there. I just know he's in there. Uh, we got him cornered. And then this son of a bitch, then he says, we need SWAT. We, we can't do it. We got rifles now. We got radios now. That's cool. Well, we need SWAT down here. You know, uh, yeah. we need to figure out a sniper situation. They looked at some we old. Need, we need our shields. We need SWAT. And they, then, you know, fucking SWAT pulls up. I mean, these motherfuckers. Then are, they get the you shields. You couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, the shields come in. The fucking SWAT starts rolling up. And the motherfuckers that start pulling up in here now, I mean, you could not tell them if they were walking down the street, except for their body type, if they were fucking cops. At the or point, soldiers. That the, at, at this point, they're waiting on keys. There are four ballistic shields in there the place is full of cops with rifles all of them have body armor there's fucking windows behind the classroom now they're bitching that they can't get a sniper position from the right roof that turned out to be wrong but they turned said they couldn't get a sniper fuck a sniper stand in front of the goddamn window right <laughs> yeah three of you pop up and start fucking shooting one of you takes the bullet big yeah. fucking deal all right so Save then, the he's, kid. then he's i need the keys or i need i need this fucking hooligan tool which is basically like a crowbar kind of for doors Bro, he needs a sledgehammer hour it yeah. was a fucking hour before anybody even thought to ask by the time the, the shield by the time well, no 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 by the time the shields came it has been an hour and 28 minutes by the time the four shield get there he then continues no. to delay shit and then he fucking starts to say that um it, they say is the door locked and he says yeah no one that's that's the fucking nature of this place it's, it's most likely locked that's it. Based on the nature of this of these places, you're you're letting children like periodically get fucking shot. This little girl is trying to like is covering herself in her friend's fucking blood, her dead friend's blood, pretending to be dead, sneaking calls to nine one one while this fucking fuck outside with an army of police <laughs> and they can't they don't nobody touches the goddamn doorknob. Nobody Now the video <laughs> that I saw here, um yeah, it's timestamp, but I ain't saying that timestamps can't be messed with to try to cover some things up here, folks. I'm just you know, just saying the video Are that you I saw. talking about where he's trying yeah. to key in the lock? No. Um, it, was, it shows from the time he, this video that I watched was show actually shows from the time that um, Dickhead walked in there into the school, the cops showed up, everything. It's supposedly uncut. The only edit is supposedly the kid screaming has been edited out so we don't have to listen to it watching it. And I thank oh, y'all guys for that. that I, I did not actually, need to hear that shit. Actually, I, I heard the uncut. It's yeah, fucking I didn't. horrendous. No, I did not. I did I, not want <laughs> it. And I'm glad I got the edited version on that, Yeah, honestly. I needed um, to know if if there was any way they could have not known kids were in there still being murdered. Oh, they, they knew. They, they knew. fucking knew. They knew. <laughs> I, I knew they knew. I didn't need any extra validation. I, I knew they knew. But yeah, the the shields actually start showing up about twenty minutes later. Yeah, but they periodically start coming in. Yeah, the first one shows up about twenty, about fifteen to twenty minutes in, somewhere around there. And you know, by twelve o'clock, all four, all four of them are there. Now we're thirty minutes in by the time these guys are sitting at the end of the hallway, shields, rifles, fucking fully decked out, militarily geared, fucking cops. I mean, at least fucking 40 or 50 of them sitting in the damned hallway, you know, just 
chatting away, talking on their cell phones. You know, one guy reaches over there and fucking grabs some hand sanitizer for some fucking reason. I don't know if he fucking, scratched his ass too did deep. Did you see them fucking fist bumping? Yeah. You know, one guy comes from the other side of the freaking hall comes up there, sits in a, another little cubby because all these doors for some reason are sunk in into okay, the wall like because, 10 feet. Because, all all right, so what goes on is there's the main hallway, right? And then you turn into one of those like, it's not a doorway. There's like a kind of a foyer where there's a classroom on the left and a classroom on the right. And you Some see, of them have two doors like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's one, Other there's, ones are just one two, door inside of a miniature alcove. Yeah, the ones I like the ends. Yeah. Yeah. So this one though yeah, was most one of the schools I went into right. is just a flat wall. I've never been into one that sunk their doors in like that. I that seen, was, I, I was in one like that. I, 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 my kindergarten was actually like the school I went to kindergarten in was like that. Um, they but, tore it down, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, these, these fucks, I mean, and, and I'm not exaggerating. They say everything's big in Texas, you know, well, including their fucking waistlines. I mean, yeah, but these not, cops, uh, these fuckers, there was one, one of the, uh, the other body cams I saw this fucker left his med kit in the car and he ran 200 yards back to go get his fucking med kit and couldn't make the run back. He, he was coughing all over the place. I mean, even when he was opening up the med kit close to the end of this shit, he's coughing on the fucking medical shit. Now I get it. It's still triage stuff, but still, man, you're coughing on the fucking bandages. Get ready to put on somebody's fucking wound. Seriously. But yeah, they're out there outside yelling. They're outside you know, hollering across the fucking halls from each other. This guy's out there coughing. Anybody inside that you're trying to get to knows exactly where you're at, yeah. what you're doing. Now, meanwhile, parents are building up outside. Cops are all waiting around with their thumb up their ass. One, they're talking about, well, I want, I want the people in charge to make that decision. And one cop is like, well, shouldn't we do something rather than just fucking do it? Just fucking do it like your goddamn kid was in there. That's that's the only thing you goddamn really get paid to do, isn't it? You don't fucking stop crime. You don't do fucking shit till after the fucking fact. How about this is the one fucking time you actually have to put your goddamn life on the line. You don't have to pull people over and then worry about if they're going to shoot you. Just don't fucking pull them over for petty ass shit, right? You, there's plenty yeah, of fucking now, this things. This should have been over. This should have been, been over at eleven thirty-five. This should have yeah, been eleven thirty-five. should have been done. Some children done. may have been shot. Some children may have lost their lives. But goddamn, not the whole classroom. One extra kid from the point that it was sitting at when the cops came in. A couple of extra kids could have, you know, lost their lives in in this. One or two of the cops could have taken a bullet, and you know, okay, we'd have buried them with honors, and they'd have been a fucking hero. But no, here we are, bad mouthing fucking cops because they're all pieces of fucking shit down there. What the fuck happened? Yeah, and for and, and the ones that and, and it's like, are you you too scared to lose your job? Are you scared that? Your boys in blue won't back you. If so, then guess what? Everything they've said about systemic problems with the fucking police were clearly fucking right. You have just – this fucking police department has justified every fucking complaint, every one of them, because it's this one event. They have fucking tarnished every police officer on the force. They have tarnished the entire goddamn state of Texas. The parents just are, one or two episodes ago, we were praising the police for actually jumping and getting on the ball with the, the pulse shooting and stuff. You know, they, those guys did a good damn job. We had to actually give them props. Yeah. You know and what? You turn around with this motherfucking group, looking at it like, well, you can forgive a mistake. You forgive a bad decision. You cannot forgive indecision and goddamn outright cowardice. Fucking cowardice. Yeah, outright cowardice. And Absolutely. people might say, well, he, you ever been in the heat of fucking battle? It don't matter. I got fucking kids. You don't, that, that shit don't work. 
you don't fucking just stand around while your fucking kids are being. And this brings me to this point. Something that infuriated me all over again. Parents are outside. Cops aren't doing nothing. Parents are like, fuck this. There's no law to keep you from getting to your fucking kid. That, that doesn't fucking work like that. They fucking maced parents. They arrested parents. They called parents after the event, tell them basically to keep their mouths shut or they'll face charges for nonsense shit. Some parents who talked to me actually did get charged with like weird obstruction of justice things. And yeah, so fuck them. The one cop that actually <laughs> showed some fucking balls when he got a text from his wife saying she was shot. His wife was the teacher. One of the oh, in now the when it's a cop's wife, <laughs> did they yeah, fucking they, mace no, him? Did they fucking no, put him no. in handcuffs? <laughs> he actually was start, started. He's like, fuck this. And, you know, it's my damn wife now. It's personal. So he started oh, to walk through the oh, fucking crowd. When and it's go innocent in there. children, it's not. But okay, fair enough. Move on. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so yeah, he started to go in, but the cops stopped him. Uh, they didn't hold him back like you know, everybody's saying that he did. He was coming in. They're like, no, no, no. Come on, man. No, no, no. Was, but my wife is in there. She's shot. No, nah, bro, you, we, can't, we can't let you do that. And they just kind of ushered him the other direction. I'm sorry, folks, but, you know, word of warning to any damn cop ever in front of me. If I tell you that my wife or my child Yo, is in danger on the other thing. side of you. <laughs> it um, is war. <laughs> you are no longer, <laughs> if you are between me and the person who I love that I'm trying to take care of, you are you. If you are trying to stop me from getting them, you're you're the, you're the next threat. You're in fact the first. You're you're, you're now the instant that's been thrown down on my spell. I have to deal even, with you immediately. Fuck you. Even if I'm the piece of shit that don't give a fuck about the twenty kids, and it's just because of my wife or my kid. Even if I'm that big of a piece of you shit, you are no longer. You're not even a fucking human being to me at that fucking point. <laughs> no, you are you're a, standing you are in my way of something that I am going way. to do. You are a pile yeah, of meat in my fucking it. way, and apparently. That's what the fucking police force in goddamn Uvalde, Texas is. Just piles of meat and fucking cars with body armor. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck every goddamn one of them. I don't know how many of them are still in the force, but yeah, I guarantee you more than He's the only one that fucking got fired. Everybody who didn't fucking shoot him in the goddamn head should be fucking fired. Because at that point, he's killing children. You are letting your superior officer fucking allow children to be killed. Sitting there watching them probably while he's jiggling other door handles. Like... He didn't jiggle that door handle because he's scared he might get shot. And this whole concept of, yeah. well, they're under no ob uh, 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 obligation to, to die for you. Yes, the fuck they are. If they're not, then why the fuck do they have weapons? Why do we arm them? Why do they have goddamn bulletproof vests? They are supposed to go fucking die for me. And if why not for they me, they're supposed to die for my fucking kids. On the damn back of their car. I can choose not to go to a school. My child has no choice. They have to go to fucking school. You're making me send them there. I can't stand there and fucking protect them. It is, you, you put your goddamn life on the line to fucking save them, then, if you're not going to allow me to fucking do it. Don't save no, me. No, we're Fuck not allowed me. to take guns onto campus. It, gun, campuses are gun-free zones. You, we're not supposed to take guns onto campuses, so we wouldn't be able to do a damn thing. Yeah, but you know, the shooter takes guns onto campus, and, well, the cops just... Sit back and let it unfold. Children are being murdered in front of your eyes. Fuck protocol. Fuck the yeah, law. Fuck getting permission from the superior <laughs> officers. If the law is preventing you from saving a child, fuck the law and everything about it. <laughs> You're on the wrong fucking, fucking side. And I, I, when we started this podcast, I, I told myself I wasn't going to ever have to. I, I was I was never going to. Even if we, I wanted to discuss police. I've never been this angry at police. <laughs> I have never. I was I was furious during the George Floyd events, and it opened my eyes to shit that has happened in the past with police that has made me 
really, really mad. I have never been this fucking mad about anything, I think. I don't think I've ever been this fucking mad. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had a feeling that this was going to touch you in a specific way. Yeah, so I knew that this part of this story was as it was with the uh, ineptitude <laughs> of the police here. And I he, knew that this you was heard it. me say, I have no idea what went on with that when you just sat there like smiling to yourself inside it. You? Yeah, I knew you were going <laughs> to love this one. And oh. it's, I, I'm kind of glad it's you know one of the more recent ones that has a big impact because it's fitting to be the last one that we cover specifically because of the police response. Now, every other one that we have talked about has always had the main point of issue about why, who was the shooter, what went wrong, what could we do? You know, that, you know, one, two, and three, that's cut and dry. The police always were there doing the best that they could in the bad situation, but the bad situation was always the topic. On this particular one, like I said at the beginning, I think the, uh, the response to the incident it's going to outshadow the incident itself. Now, the kids getting shot, horrible. It, it, it is beyond It's reproach. what makes it so bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is the catalyst to the, the main, well, I can't really say it's the main problem, but it, it's the catalyst to the <laughs> other problem. It, it exacerbates the, the response so bad because of what how bad the incident itself was. I mean, you got kids, man. I mean... We protect money with armed guards. We protect jury with armed guards. We protect the lion-ass politicians with armed guards. Our kids go in there and are protected by a yeah. goddamn sign. I, and when the sign been, don't work, we get this. If, it, if this had not been an 18-year-old Hispanic or white, I couldn't really tell, boy, with the fucking gun in a classroom, but had been an unarmed black teenager with a stolen TV, they would have shot through the fucking door. Yeah. And and you can say that's conjecture, but prove I'm wrong. Show me the fucking show me the fucking numbers. You know, I mean, all it takes all it takes is one or two. This isn't one or two. It's happening time and time again. You will shoot a fucking 14 year old kid with a BB gun in a park before your car even rolls to a stop. But you won't fucking stop a kid from dying from innocent children from being slaughtered by what like we didn't go into too deep in his backstory because you've already heard it. You know, it's he's a piece of fucking shit is what it boils down to. He was a nobody. He wanted to be a somebody. And that that seems to be what it always has been. He's a nobody. He wants to be a somebody. Fuck him. Yeah, and he looks at the news and, you know, every other day on the news, somebody's talking about somebody else doing something stupid like this. So, hey, there's an idea. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll shoot somebody over, over, over drugs. You know, they'll shoot somebody over bullshit. But they won't shoot somebody who's slaughtering children in front of them. They won't yeah, fucking choke you out for a cigarette and fucking choke you out for at a first I was deal. thinking At first I was thinking, you know, they have they have the numbers and guns. They could have outnumbered them. But then the chief director of the department, uh, Texas Department of um, Public Safety, I've never agreed with a Texan politician so much. <laughs> he said <laughs> he said that if it was one officer, his duty would have been to breach that door any means necessary if he was alone. Call for backup, stop the shooting, stop the dying. Those are your those are your fucking orders. That that is all of their orders. It's not like this isn't their job. The their fucking boss who writes their job said this is your job. You fucking you you call for backup. You stop the shooting, you stop the dying. 
so you take care you if you, you call for help then if you're by yourself whether you got backup or not you go engage that shooter no matter what you have to do that is that is your next order there's no waiting on somebody else that is the order they are trained at the, the all these cops that are standing around with their hands in their pockets jacking off with fucking and uh hand sanitizer and shit playing fucking slap ass every fucking one of them had been through this fucking training it is a state texas state fucking requirement yeah i was getting ready to say it's not like these guys haven't been trained for this particular scenario i mean you know every shooting scenario is slightly different but you know they've had training for active shooter situations and not just once this was an 18 year old (laughs) kid with that weighed probably eight pounds soaking wet and fucking you know no training no training he shut himself in that room because he 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 panicked you know he didn't realize that he actually had fire superiority over the police when they first breached had he had any training we and maybe things would be a little bit different those those cops wouldn't have made it down the hallway to him but no he yeah, locked himself in the what room. he was doing yeah, he was hiding. Been, you know, he was in yeah, fear. He, he didn't have an exit strategy. He he all he planned was to go in there and shoot kids and then, you know, question mark, you know. Yeah. You know, step one, get guns, step two, kill kids, step three. Uh-huh. Eh. <laughs> fucking um, underpants gnomes. <laughs> he was yeah. he was a fucking underpants gnome. <laughs> yeah. And like, like I said, and, and you get five or six cops. I can't remember the exact number that, you know, raid the, I mean, immediately go to the specific classroom. They knew where this guy was at. Yeah. They but you look at the other down. body cams from, from the officers outside. And it's almost like nobody knows where the fucking shooter's at. Which side is he on? Is he on the, which, which building, the hundred building, the 200 building? During all where of this, at? there's a cop in the parking lot. I don't know what his rank was. And he's having a press conference talking about how, well, this is what happens when you defund us. We don't have the equipment we need. We don't have the training we need. You know, there's, and it's like, are you fucking serious? Are you, are, are you cops ser- with fucking nine millimeter fucking standard issue handguns with their protective vest was all you needed and a little bit of weight in your ball sack. Yeah. And, and that's the, it's like, so you're telling me that you stood around and let kids die to prove a point to the defund the police. Well, fuck defund the police fucking tear them down. <laughs> yeah, if this is what we get from a militarized police force, and we don't uh, need if it. Anybody says we, we don't we need got, it. We don't have militarized. Will, police. We need Stephen Wilford. <laughs> you could not tell these cops from your average soldier other than the word "police" written on the back yeah, of their. They fucking are an heads. occupying military force that does nothing. It is the right hand of the fucking of the state. They do nothing but oppress. Their job is to keep us fucking oppressed and to keep money rolling into the criminal justice fucking. What you know? What we need though is like a Stephen Wilford. We we need a lot of Stephen Williford. I'm gonna see if this motherfucker's running for office because, you know, the world needs Stephen Williford right now. <laughs> and I will say that I have to uh, applaud the manufacturers of body armor and military clothing for you know being body inclusive and making armor that fits around round fat folk. You know, none the of these guys point? look. What's the none of these guys look like they could actually <laughs> fucking pass any kind of physical. If this is why they are making body I mean. armor for people for wide berth people, what is the fucking point if it's for this fuck? If it's for you or me, yeah, sure. But if they're making it for these fucks, nah, nah. This motherfucker don't deserve body armor. What's the fuck? He, he ain't going to goddamn do nothing. He ain't going to engage in combat. He ain't going to do shit. What the fuck? That any of them need goddamn body armor for? 
And I ain't trying to fat shame anybody, but I mean, if you're on a police force, come on, man, Steve at Wilford. least be able to run down somebody, at least be able to fight some damn body. You can't even breathe long enough to run down the fucking hallway. What good are you in a bad situation? Stephen Wilford didn't have fucking body armor. Stephen Wilford didn't have fucking backup. Stephen Wilford had a, he had a rifle, but he didn't he didn't have a fuck he didn't have anything he didn't have a fucking ballistic shield he had a rifle and the goddamn common sense and the fucking sense of human civic duty to do something to stop this. And it was older than most of these guys too. Yes, I'm sitting here looking at a picture of the man, and he looks like I don't know he he looks like my granddad's old buddy. You know, like yeah, <laughs> yeah that guy had more freaking testicular fortitude than every single officer I've seen walk into and, the camera. And did you see it wasn't volume. the cops who shot? That's another thing. We haven't even gotten to that. It wasn't the cops who breached the door. It wasn't the cops who stopped them. It was fucking border patrol. The fucking border patrol come in there, open the and door. And not the guy that's in the news <laughs> as being the one that shot him. You know, no, that no. whole story about a border patrol going to buy, borrowing a gun and coming in and no, actually shooting right, the guy. That yeah, didn't happen. Right. That guy was outside on this, the other side of the building pulling kids out of a, a window. This was, this was a team of, I think they said seven border patrol agents that came into that hallway. Five of them, they opened the door. Five of them entered the room and opened fire on Ramos, killing him. That was it. It was done when they just when these when these guys these heroes decided they were going to fucking do something. It was done in fucking a minute. It was over. It was yeah. Done. That's all that needed to be done with the first five people that showed up. Instead, an in, hour and a half before these guys showed up. Instead, you got the jolly fucking green giant whining about goddamn ballistic shields. They didn't care. Did, did, the fucking the uh, uh, border patrol. They didn't need the ballistic shields. They they walked right past the ballistic shield into the goddamn classroom, <laughs> as if the door wasn't even there. You know. <laughs> yeah, and, they come in and showed exactly how it should have been done. This this should have I been done thought, an hour ago, people. I never I never would have thought I'd be singing the praises of fucking border patrol. They did it too fucking late, I guess. That's that, but. They did better than every other law enforcement there. And there was feds there. <laughs> yeah. Now this is where you have to question the, you know, the jurisdiction part, you know, did they actually have jurisdiction to go in there and do a police thing or whatever? But you know, it matter. goes back to the, it does not fucking matter. Kids are in there in danger. If it costs somebody you, do something, if it costs you your job and you save one child's life, it's worth your job. If it costs Start you to go fund me, I if, got five bucks. If for it you costs you time like in prison, if it costs you time in fucking prison and you saved one child's life, it was fucking worth it. If you die, if you brutally are fucking killed and it saves one child's life because there's one less bullet for that child, it was fucking worth your sacrifice. And, <laughs> at, and that's, yeah. I don't know. To why. put it in perspective, yeah, no. people, these cops could have busted through that door and done nothing but run in front of the kids and die and put up a wall of fucking bodies. And it would have been better than the situation we had. They had yeah. enough people there to put a wall of bodies between the shooter and the kids. Well, the kids that were left at this particular time, because they sat out there for a fucking hour and let them die. Yeah. All of them, but one were, well, I think four were injured. All of them, but one you know, uh, there was only one child who walked out of there unscathed, and that was the 
poor, poor child who had to cover herself in her friend's blood. And I'm not laughing at the child. It's just so horrendous. It's so fucking horrendous that this piece of shit is in the hallway crying about ballistic shields. And some little kid who should be learning how to write the letter B is learning how to play dead and to cover herself with the blood and gore of her dead classmate. Like, yeah, props to that kid. I, I can't imagine I, I can't the imagine fucking horror. The, yeah. I am a horror I, movie fan. I have never been so fucking horrified and freaked out. I, 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 it, it, is, it is never, nothing. Nothing has ever pissed me off like this. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, man, I knew this was going to touch you. Yeah. I, you know, I but I, I wanted it to be raw, so I didn't warn you, man. I'm sorry, but I wanted this to be raw from you. I knew this was going to go in this direction. I really did. Uh, but yeah. So folks, yes, this is exactly how the hell we feel. This is raw and unfiltered from my friend here, Richard. Um, he's never been, you know, a fan of you know cops and you know the majority of the their job description. Um, but you know, from what I can tell, recognize the need in most aspects of it. But All right, that's gone. This, <laughs> that's yeah, gone. this, yeah. We need Stephen Wilford. We don't. We don't need any fucking PD. Nothing. We need Stephen Wilford. Let him figure yeah, out how to restructure the police force. <laughs> Thank you. Restructure the police force. That's exactly what the hell we and need. And I don't we mean restructure. down the pseudo-military yeah. group. Even, I don't eliminate mean, them all. Yeah. Don't keep the ones we got either. E no. Re restructure from bedrock. You know, start at the Constitution and fucking go from there. You, we need <laughs> peace officers. We that's, need fucking peace we officers. Need. We don't need police officers. We need peace officers. And you know, and we'll do later episodes, surely on, for instance, the drug wars, which is the one of the biggest causes of the militarization of police. At least, let me rephrase that: one of the biggest excuses for the militarization of police. Um, and well, we can explain how we we never really had a peace officer system, except for in some small rural, rural, you know the word, except for some yeah. smaller areas. Um, but, Little small towns where you only got two right, cops. Right, right. Actually, the very first, the very first law enforcement patrol we had was actually the slave patrol, and you couldn't like slave patrol was something that was like kind of selected like jury duty. You know, you might be on t on fire watch tonight. You might be on you know the town watch this night, or you're on slave patrol. And slave patrol was basically where we get all the models for the current day police. Um, yeah. you can call that propaganda if you want. Know, that's <laughs> also one of the things that you had to do for your voting rights back in the day. You either had to own land to have a stock in the nation, or you had to perform some type of public service. And a lot of them chose or slave patrol. you didn't have the right to vote. And slave, and, and slave patrol, like it, it grew, it all grew from there. And people would be like, oh, that's just like leftist propaganda. And I thought it, I thought it smelled like that too, a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But then I started looking at where their, their sources on it were coming from, and they did not even embellish. Um, there's a, I could point to, if you really want to learn more about it, there's an excellent podcast series uh, done by Robert Evans. Uh, He's the host of Behind the Bastards. He does a six-part series called Behind the Police, um, where he, he does very, very thorough research. It's all citable. It's all you know documented, good research. And he does very good research and gives you a narrative, basically, of the entire history of American policing. It is very different than what they have in the UK, which the UK has a peace officer system. And until very recently, it was far superior as far as like uh, taking care of the civil civil issues 
you know, doing what they what we always were taught police were supposed to do. They did it there. Peace officers did it. Um, and what little bit we had of it here went away with the drug war entirely. But this yeah, is not back the on for to that. the uh, <laughs> the episode the 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 point of their training. Um, you touched on it, you know, in a uh, paraphrased manner about uh, what the, how they were trained and what their actual job description was. I uh, found the quote from their training materials where their job description is actually written. Um, and it goes as time is the number one enemy during an active shooter response. The best hope that innocent victims have is that officers immediately move into isolate, distract, or neutralize the threat. Even if that means one officer acting alone. It puts forth the position also that a first responder unwilling to place the lives of the innocent above their own safety should consider another field. That is a quote from their own training documents. It is your one job. It kind of puts it that every single one of these guys, every single one of them needs to be replaced. The ones who are just following orders and not moving in should be fired as well. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you are not orders are irrelevant are... in this particular situation. The only thing you need to worry about is is somebody else is in your line of fire that is not the target. Other than that, do something. Yeah. If there is not something actively happening to stop that it's not a hostage situation, right? Where you can delicately handle things. This he is actively murdering children at weird intervals. You can't even time it. He just occasionally will randomly fire some shots. And it, it's fucking it's insane to just sit there and be like, oh, I was told not to do anything. Well, then the, the take off your badge, take off your gun, fucking cut your balls off and go home. You know, <laughs> what the fuck are exactly. you doing there? You're going to be the same result. You know, if, if you're not going to change the result by being there, get the fuck out of the way for somebody and, who can. And I'm saying the same to the fucking female officers who may or may not have been there. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, take your fucking theoretical balls, your metaphysical balls, cut them the fuck off and go home. <laughs> it's where you belong, safe, at home, behind locked doors yeah. where you can do no harm. <laughs> yeah, the most effective thing they did was actually stop people willing to go in. Fucking hell. Yeah, keeping them safe. Don't worry about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I'm telling the cop, don't worry about my damn safety, don't worry about my fucking safety. I got a job to do that you're not doing. Leave you're not alone. You're not in your right mind. I, you're not making a clear decision. You're goddamn right I'm not in my right mind, but my decision is clear. <laughs> you act as if there's another decision. Exactly. Exactly. You act it? as if there is an option. You. It, this isn't... Yeah. You know, this isn't even like, you know, the people in the Gestapo turning a blind eye to the killing of the Jews... A lot of them just a lot of them weren't at the death camps, <laughs> you know, if you're but if you're actively sitting there and you're the person who put on a uniform to stop things like this and you're letting it go by, you're just as bad as the goddamn shooter. You're just if there's every chi- every chance that you you have the ability to stop this to try, at least you have the ability and you choose not to because of following orders. Fuck you. Fuck, I hope you never have kids. I hope you never have kids. And if you have kids, I hope they run the fuck away and find a better family. I, the Manson family, I'm sure, is nice compared to whatever the fuck they got going on at home. Because if you don't care about yeah. kids at all, 
<laughs> the, the fucking medical examiner and the funeral homes in the area had much more uh, fortitude is the only word I could think of, to, to actually take refused. a stand on something like this. They all refused um, to handle his body. After, yeah, they, after he, all he, them children, they refused to handle his body. <laughs> yeah, he was the last one to be taken out. He, you know, the medical, you know, the the uh, medical examiner that had to go and identify these kids by photos and descriptions. Were they maced um, anybody trying to get the bodies out? Yeah, the, the he made sure that the Salvador Ramos was the very last one. And he said every one of these victims is going to get out of here and taken care of before that body moves. Um, none of the funeral homes would take him. He had to be taken, uh, out into another uh, town in Lockhart, um, to even store his body for three days while they did the examinations of the children and stuff. And after all of that was done, then his body was moved to have his autopsy done. And then they had to send him to a whole nother town for him to get cremated and store his remains and it took three weeks to get him released to the family. And the family's like, we don't even fucking want don't, Yeah, And he just got <laughs> cremated like a couple weeks ago or something like that. Like <laughs> it, 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 it was very recent that they just cremated him. Um, <clears throat> fuck them. They should have, they should have yeah, just thrown him out. That is a better ditch. story than the cops response. They, they should have just thrown him out in a fucking ditch like Mozart. You know, <laughs> you'll be buried like some of the best. Fuck you. <laughs> now the other questions that come up is how does a little piece of shit that you know you know like you you touched on it earlier that they you know they they shared accounts with it, his grandmother his trusted grandmother. him yeah um which would be the only fucking way is he you know pulled out of the pot to to get it because you, you're talking about two thousand dollar rifles and five to seven hundred dollar optics yep. that this kid had he had over five thousand dollars worth of armaments mm-hmm. and. I ain't gonna say that you know. And he hey, bought it all before. Where an eighteen-year-old can't buy a, a rifle. I'm, I'm not saying we should go that, but maybe when an eighteen-year-old comes in and buys the most expensive shit that you, I mean, you got to look into where that money's coming from. A- at least look. I, mean, I think an eighteen-year-old should have be anything able to in buy a background. gun. I, I, I do, but looking at the numbers, just the simple math and averages, like the median average of what's going on here. The mathematical way to reduce it would be to limit uh, the guns they can buy up until the age of about 25. After 25, then let them have whatever they want because then you're, you're, it starts to decline rapidly. But during this stage is when this sickness, this fucking identifiable, recognizable sickness hits these people. That's that's when it tends to happen. That is when you are most I, likely I, to have I these incidents. I agree with. I agree. They should with not the be. Re- they should not be refrained from having firearms because that would violate their Second Amendment. But they should be under constant, constant. I mean, maybe recertify and talk to a psychiatrist every six fucking months or so. You know, but uh, it, it, you say it's extreme, but for every fucking kid that dies, if you want to keep. You want you want to keep your guns. This is how. This is the shit that has to be done. <laughs> this, yeah. it, it has to go to this extreme I'm, i mean i'm sorry a probationary <laughs> period a training period yeah Absolutely. I, I, could, I, I could fall behind that yeah even like i said even as as, as a staunch defender of the second amendment that i am 
in believing that, you know, People every single fucking shit. person should have a rifle or a weapon of some sort to I mean, and I believe every single person should, as long as they're not mentally incapable of uh, and, know, making and, and, rash and, and, decisions. And when you're when you're between the ages of fourteen and honestly nineteen and, and beyond, like I, I said in other in previous episodes, there are things about a lot of these shooters that I recognized in my I recognized from earlier on from earlier thoughts and like thought patterns and behavior patterns. But here's the fucking thing. I'm 36. Now I grew the fuck out of it. Right. It's still not, I, I, I recognize that I should not have a weapon for my own safety for, you know, um, I, I have mental health problems. I recognize it. I don't want one. It, the, I, I'm not scared to be around them, but I'm scared to be alone with them for periods of time. Um, that's like I said, that has nothing to do with the gun. That is me. And I recognize that now, well, I can assure you from our friendship situation that, uh, you know, from my own perspective and my own knowledge that I have come to terms with who I am and have uh, realized that, you know, actually in the grand scheme of things, I'm one of the sane ones. And uh, I, I can promise you that you know, my, my weapon will never unholster itself unless something needs to hole in it. Yeah, I've never felt unsafe around you with weapons. It's not that I feel unsafe around weapons. I feel unsafe for my own pre- – I. I sometimes have suicidal thoughts and a split second is all it takes when there's a gun right there. Um, yes. Yes. I'm, I'm, I was saying that not from, you know, you should fear me, you know, for your own safety, but you know, that I might snap, you know, cause you know, I've, I've had those, you know, I went through a dark period. No, I've never worried about you, Mike. And nobody yeah. else should really either, unless they fucking cross you. And then I don't think you'd shoot them unless you're, I think you'd only shoot defense. I think you'd beat somebody to death before you shoot them. Um, <laughs> that's definitely my first choice. <laughs> my first thought is never I'm going to shoot somebody. My first thought is I'm going to walk over there and punch you in the fucking face and, and see what you got to say about it. And so, but like I say, you can grow <laughs> out of that. If you are, if you are going to be a school shooter or you're going or a mass shooter, it's, it seems to be a phase of sickness that, that some, it, it seems to go along, somewhere along the lines of, it, it seems to follow depression, like uh, clinical depression. It seems to follow. I suffer from clinical depression and I had, several thoughts that that blended very dark especially between 14 and 18 if i had been given access to fucking firearms at that point in time the way they kids that age have now we might be in a we we might not be having this conversation i'm not saying that i don't you know i i would have definitely done it but who knows i was unpredictable i was not anywhere near sane and well, after looking into most of these dumbasses that are doing this shit and then looking back at my own life. And I mean, I agree with some people that look at me like, why the hell aren't you a fucking mass shooter? Why didn't you blow up the fucking world trade center? Why didn't you do this stuff? I mean, you know, I was an angry little bastard and I can't say that I would have, if I'd have had guns back when I was in that frame of mind, but you know, the chances would have damn sure been higher. I, I will give it that. Right. And so I'm not so I'm not saying that like it would prevent all of these people from ever getting hold of guns and doing shootings. They might go back to bombings. I mean, it's it shit might get still happen. But for fuck's sake, we could. We, yeah, we could but I want to loop around back to the 18 year old thing. You know, <laughs> okay, I, yeah, I, yeah. I know 18 year olds are not exactly the most you know balanced individuals around. I used to be one. Uh, I know we're we, they're kind of fucked up. Yeah, you knew um, me at 18. We met when I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but you know we allow 18 year olds to join the military and fight and die for these rights that you know we're now having a discussion about and i 
really have a problem with allowing an 18 year old to go and, you know, train on these weapons. And then when he comes back home or gets out of the service or whatever happens on that, he gets out and then, ah, you're not 21. You can't well, have that. First off that, that brings up another thing with the military service, right? So there were a couple of times where these guys had uh, military training. If we were to implement this age limit law, but then send somebody join the military and get training in that weapon. If there is a single incident, a single fucking misconduct incident, you know, uh, when they if they are sent home, you watch them, you fucking watch them. <laughs> yeah, if you if you've been if you've had any you know conviction, I won't say an accusation, you know, a charge, but if you ever get a conviction of any type of violent crime, I believe you know that that federal law that says if you, domestic abuse or violent crimes, you don't get a weapon. Period. I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, I don't want people that have a history of violence to you know, actually have firearms and it, honestly, makes, it makes the violence too easy we can build a profile off of victims and crime scenes for serial killers we're, we're honestly for i actually was able to read my criminal profile and they were goddamn point on with it um like i said i know i'd be on a watch list if we ever went with these particular types so of you know hey we but i'm okay these, with that you put these everybody's like oh well that's invading privacy that's invading their freedoms i i get that they're already no. doing this stuff edward snowden already proved it edward snowden proved that they are already watching all of us all the fucking time me and mike joke well, about me having my own personal fbi agent that could could potentially help us with research it would be really nice um and i'm sure he's listening now i'm sure they're listening after these last two episodes yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting for that data <laughs> yeah i could i could use any kind of like you, you've already heard about the episodes we want to talk about things we want to discuss we're not asking you to give us any classified information, Mr. Federal fucking agent. Um, just, uh, just, just help us compile like the stuff that's already public. We don't always know where to get the info from. You know, we can yeah, get anything that we've said that makes you laugh, you know, send it back to me so we can make clips out of it. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I want to hear, I, I want to see a fed laugh. Um, <laughs> except for, you know, when they're standing out laughing in the hallway while children are being fucking murdered. But yeah, this whole idea of privacy, that that's something that, you know, it doesn't come up enough really. And other than people saying, you're invading my privacy, you're you invading my any. privacy. What fucking privacy? Privacy is a new concept. We get, and I mean, new concept as in the last 75 years concept, not, yeah. you know, you know, modern hitting it. No, we're and talking about very, invented, very as modern As soon as we history. invented fucking laptops, fucking webcams, fucking, uh, cell phones, Facebook, and we all kept agreeing to keep using it. And then when they felt we, when they, when they admitted that they were using our data to build algorithms to target ads at us and to fucking help market research, and we kept using it, we've given them consent. We've given up all our privacy. We don't have privacy. We never Get over had it. privacy. Think <laughs> about it, man. You know, two hundred years ago or so, and you know, for a long time before that, you know, the rich folks they had their bed chamber and they had this nice four poster bed with a curtain around it. You know why they had the curtain around it? The children that's the only damn place you'd, that's the <laughs> only place you'd get fucking privacy because your handmaidens and your fucking butlers and then your fucking servants would be yeah, walking it, in and out of your bedroom while you're in there fucking your wife or your husband, whichever particular persuasion. Well, we, we are did, we did have, from here. we did have some the like folks. They had one the fucking room. The poor folks had one fucking room. Their house was one room. Everybody slept in the same room. There ain't no fucking privacy there. 
you want privacy? The only thing you could do is walk out into the woods and hope nobody was walking in that particular part yeah. of the fucking woods. The the the, the yeah. discussion of privacy is entirely a first world problem, and it it really is only a matter of perspective. Perspective. Basically, privacy. The only privacy you'll ever have is if anybody tells other people what you are doing. You know, that's, a bathroom is a very modern invention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, I've most outhouses you see that like go back to like the civil war days and shit like civil war uh houses and whatnot have two holes in them <laughs> and that's not so you can get a drink of water while you're sitting on it you know it's so somebody can see if you're in there it, no no it's because somebody can see can, they look in to see if there's room to, they're not looking that little moon hole it ain't for ventilation it don't do no good they look in to see if there's fucking room there's usually at least two fucking holes in there. There, you you are sitting next to somebody on the same piece of wood, shitting into the oh, same. Oh, you talking? You talking about the 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 multi-person? Okay, yeah. And I'm not talking yeah. about like the single the single the cabin shacks, you know, with one. Yeah, even the in. single ones, they'd have a hole that was long yeah. enough for you to actually look inside and see if somebody was occupying it before yeah, you went. There was no the knocking on the door. You just look in. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hell, just me when I was in camp back when I was a troubled teen, you know, we had a latrine and our latrine was a tarp over some, you know, poles that we cut down made out of trees and it had two boxes with holes in it. You know, you were there out in the world. <laughs> there weren't no doors. There weren't no sides of this thing. It was an A-frame over top of the two boxes that you would sit in and take your morning constitution while everybody's over there at the fire taking them, you know, waiting for you to get off. Oh, yeah, fucking prison. You know, they, they ain't no stalls in fucking nah. prison. Well, there were <laughs> actually, but where there were not, at least when, when I was in prison, I, we always had stalls. Every, all the ones I went to, um, even not the showers, the I went to, even right. the showers was like, uh, there was, you, you, you had privacy from the waist down somewhat, not even real privacy. Anybody's close enough can look in and see your junk while you're taking a shower. A lot of people would shower in boxers. Um, some yeah, I got rid of privacy, man, when I was up there in, in one particular one yeah, where now, you had the main day room and there yeah, was a freaking window jail. on each side. And that was where the bathroom was it, through this Wake big County giant Detention window. Center, man. Uh, there's six toilets across the back yep. wall, not a single divider in between them. You're sitting there watching a movie, you're sitting there looking at somebody dead in the eyes trying to squeeze out of a deuce. Uh, come on. <laughs> privacy? Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Modern privacy. Okay. If you're in your own house nowadays, you have privacy as long as you turn everything off. Other than that, you ain't got no privacy, folks. Get over it. As soon as you get over that, that we'll, we'll be on to being able to modern you know, modernize our surveillance to see if somebody's walking down the street with a fucking gun. Yeah. I mean, they're already surveilling every aspect of our lives. You know, they're already gathering our data for market research. Why not why not put it to some good use too? You know? This particular school had a uh security uh thing set up to where what was it called? Social Sentinel. Um software that monitored the social media accounts of all the students and other affiliated people with the Uvalde town to identify uh, threats made against the students or staff. And a lot of people in Uvalde knew this kid. Um, yeah, we <laughs> also had the Raptor visitor management system, which scans visitors, identity documents, checks them against watch lists, all this other stuff. So, you know, 
you don't have privacy, folks. You go anywhere, somebody's going to see you. You got a face record. You got a camera. You're on. You're on face recognition somewhere. Yeah, you go into a building. You know, somebody's going to check your freaking ID. You, they know where you are. They know where you're going. Your phone has a fucking GPS on it that you cannot turn off anymore unless you turn the phone itself off. And even then, eh, there's talk about them making that where even the GPS is still on. Um, it hasn't happened yet, but they're trying. So. Fuck privacy, folks. Get over that. Yeah. That's, but as far as, you know, keeping the guns out of hands, you know, you, like I said, you got an interesting point that most of these people are just out of school, you know, and, you know, they've had some troubles and, you know, they're young. They've, they've got no direction in life. Well, what about we make uh, freaking, um, what is it for the day on schools? Uh, dot, 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 the little military thing, ROTC. You know, Let's start teaching humanities in grade school. And when you get into high school, let's, you know, why not make ROTC kind of stuff a mandatory class? And then when you graduate high school, you go into the military for two years, learn how to be a decent human being, learn what to stand for, learn how to handle yourself, uh, both in hand to hand and in weapons training. That way we don't have a nation full of people that can't protect themselves. We have a nation full of people who can and then it doesn't matter who's trying to cause the trouble, be it uh, some bullshit teenager from high school or, you know, uh, an invading force, you know, a whole group of racist skinheads, a freaking whole group of Antifas, a whole group of politicians bringing their military to bear. doesn't matter. You can handle yourself. You're trained for whatever situation comes with whatever weapon you have in your hand. Yeah. Like, so I can, like our like friend of the pod, Stephen Wilford. <laughs> yeah. Now I would like it if he. I don't know if he did. We didn't look into him very deep to find out about this particular hero. I don't know if he had military training. I but don't know if he went he into could, weapons you know, training with be, it. Doesn't really matter. It, it, he did. He did a good job. Yeah. But I would really like for people like him to actually have a background, so that we have more people like him i i honestly and there's another thing too and i was thinking about it today um with with say the industrialization of society right things have become it's, it's become more about i mean you can see it in traffic you can see it on like busy sidewalks and rush hour people are more about getting to work getting the job done getting paid so they can make their bills getting home they're more about their individual needs and their family's needs than they are about connection with the rest of people now, I, I myself am fairly guilty of this. I have a hard time connecting with the general public. Now, if I become friends with somebody and we kind of crack through each other's shells, then, man, I'm loyal to you for life. But if you're, you know, the general public, they, I'm freaked out by them. There's a little bit of PTSD in my background with it. So, like, if I go into a crowded Walmart, it ain't long before I'm, I'm starting to kind of get into a bit of a panic mode. I'm looking at everybody's hands. I'm looking at what you know, what they could possibly do to cause me harm. I'm watching for seeing the same faces. That's another thing. If I start, if I'm in a crowded place and I start seeing the same people over and over and over and over again, it really starts to fuck with my head. I leave. I will. I will leave everything. <laughs> you know. Um, and and there's there, like I said, part of that's PTSD, part of that social anxiety. And I think a lot of these things is in, in school when, when children are growing up that you will see these signs, the, the social anxiety, the awkwardness, the, the, the uh, lack, of, uh, lack of affect, the lack of empathy. They, they have teachers monitor a whole bunch of things, but they aren't put in any kind of like centralized database 
people can follow these children. Um, and I'm not saying kids are born killers because we really don't know. Um, there, there seems to be uh, the consensus I follow is that it's a little bit of both of nature and nurture. But there are certain there are certain individuals who seem from a very early age to be on a certain trajectory. We need to learn to fucking track that trajectory. We can identify this trajectory always in past tense. So we need to start following children that are on this trajectory. Is it going to stop all of them? No. Are you able? Are you going to be able to do anything? No. But you can fucking monitor them. I mean, sure, it's it's fucking Orwellian, but goddamn. If if everybody can't be Stephen Williford, then we need to fucking try and stop these things before before you know we don't have enough of them. There can only be five. What was it on fucking Rick and Morty, with the fucking action hero, too many James fucking whatever per quadrant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck. We need Jack another Michael Vincent. We need another goddamn Michael Vincent. <laughs> we need another Jan Michael Vincent quadrant three. <laughs> we can only have one Jan Michael Vincent per quadrant. No, <laughs> we need. Well, Stephen Wilford is is Jan Michael Vincent. He can't be everywhere. You can only have so many per quadrant. So we need to start being able to identify potential threats, not labeling children as monsters. But giving these children extra attention, maybe making sure, extra sure that they learn empathy, make it, make, make, maybe let them watch fucking Old Yeller or, or fucking Marley and Me. Oh, See God. if their fucking eyes tear up. <laughs> you know, I'm a hard ass and I can't stop crying when fucking Old Yeller gets shot. Dude, Marley and Me is even worse because you watch the dog grow up from a puppy and you're, this this puppy grows into this dog. Oh, what that's a is that of your fucking family. movie with the big dude and the little dude, the mice, mice and men, or something like that? I can't fuck. I can't remember that movie. Oh, the big giant dude has a, a mental disorder or something, but he's you know a big giant loving giant and his buddy. I can't remember the damn movie or even the damn pretense to it. But his guy, his buddy, had to shoot him, and it's fucking so sad. Oh man, I wish I could remember that movie. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, I get you. Um, but you know, work with these children it, where it, they need to be worked with. You work know? with them. Yes, thank you. That's the perfect thing. Um, if Try. we're already going to be sending our kids for indoctrination in public schools, and you know, if anybody says it's anything other than that, you know, well, I, you know, take a deeper look, folks. Bite me. You can um, you can so, you can reach out to me at stonerspointpod at gmail uh, I can I can point out several examples. So yeah, we're, we're indoctrinating me. our kids. So if we're and if we're already no okay with indoctrinating well. <laughs> our kids, let's indoctrinate them to be better people. Yeah, um, I, everybody, we're already doing it. People complain about there not being Bible classes in school. They took Bible out of school. They complain about oh, there's no home ec classes or anything like that. But there's no shop classes. Well, apparently, what we really really need at this point isn't. What we really fucking need isn't any of this shit. What we really need is empathy class. What we really need is humanity human. studies, and and not and not just a study of human history, a study of what it is to be a human being, a study of understanding human suffering. Exactly, yeah. You know, by example, if necessary. I mean, because the the best way to learn is to feel Holocaust videos. Uh, for fuck's sake, if that doesn't touch you, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah let's i mean we're already doing it we're just doing it for a fact show them job. yeah so, show them what happens from an early age show them what happens when you reject other human beings as being human beings 
You know, show them what happens when you treat other people as something less important than yourself. Show them the yeah, results. When you put labels, when you put labels on people, that's that's it. It, it, it usually goes downhill pretty quick. That's why I get mad it's, at the whole anti-critical race theory thing. It's like, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. That ain't what they did, and that ain't what they did in Germany. And a lot, the vast majority of Germans hate the Nazis now. So, <laughs> like the. There, there's a bit of a resurgence as of recently, but that seems to be happening everywhere. But as best majority, they but they teach their kids. There's this whole never again concept. They teach their kids the horrors of these type of, of this type of behavior of this line of thought. Yeah, and you know, you, you don't find too many Nazis in Germany anymore. Now there is a growing wing of the that is now emulating our far right. I know it's so it's so back and forth. <laughs> we just keep passing. We just, fascism just keeps getting passed around the world like a fucking joint. <laughs> it's one of the defaults, apparently. Rick and Morty was right. It seems to be the default. Um, well, that brings us up to we'll be tuning in some sometime soon. I hope our next episode, actually, after we do our talk on this shit, which we've mostly covered, um, but there is more to go over. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we got to flesh out the whole culture part of why why us Americans really love our guns. Yeah, I mean, we can start with the oh, I don't know the um, national anthem. <laughs> Go from there. <laughs> Compare it to say I don't know Canada's national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! Um, yeah, yeah. No Castro's boy up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we yeah yeah we, that's definitely gonna come up in the full di full discussion on you know what we've been leading into you know Canada's gonna be brought up in it as well as Australia Venezuela Cambodia a couple of other ones I can't remember the tiny names of the little tiny countries but all the way back to uh, China and Germany um, you know there's a history lesson in there that we're gonna have to talk about yeah. Yeah, um, as we we like I said, we, we need to discuss doing a uh, a two parter on fascism and socialism because of yeah, the, some light topics, something light and friendly like fucking national socialism or I don't know the Maoist revolution. <laughs> some, yeah. something so, light. Something is not going to weigh so hard hard on my heart. Something that warms the heart, right? Whether you're, because apparently if you're on the left, you're a socialist. If you're on the right, you're you're a fascist. So no matter what, sometime in the next two episodes, we're going to warm your fucking hearts. So uh, <laughs> um, mostly because I think we need to clarify what the definition of each is. Uh, South Park this season touched on it with everybody calling something they don't like Nazi Germany. And it's something that started on the left, but then moved to the right. Because now people on the right are seeing things that the left are doing and calling it, well, that's what they did in Nazi Germany. And they were fucking right. That people yeah. need to understand what fascism is, not just Nazism. Well, we'll touch on Nazis, sir. We'll talk about Hitler. But we're talking about fascism, the ideal itself, what it is, what it stands for, what it represents. And if there is a left-right spectrum, where does it truly fall? <laughs> and we'll be yeah, talking and, also and, and about your first lesson. Your first lesson, folks is stop yelling at people trying to have a conversation and shutting the conversation down. That is your first step 
in, if you keep going, you will wind yeah. up in one of those particular camps that everybody hates. And now, see, everybody um, calls that at that type of behavior. Everybody calls that fascist now. But I just want to point out in the 60s, it was called communist. It was called socialist. They <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is, both just because if I use a hammer and then you use a hammer, it doesn't mean that the hammer is only used by one of us. We are just using the same tools to reach different goals, right? Absolutely. <laughs> that, is, that is what a lot of people say, oh, that's fascist. No. Or that's socialist. No. No. And they're simply tools that both sides will use interchangeably because guess what? They work. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's a tip of Purdue. Are we done with this piece of shit and all the pieces of shit that came in the building after him? Yeah, uh, I, I think that's. I, I think we've said about all we can say. I mean, of course, we can continue to talk shit I about them. I, I go much further with these cops. I'm going to start inciting. I'm start breaking laws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're definitely going to end it there and let you guys, of course, go and look at the videos and you know, you know look at the the Senate hearing and all this other information. And yeah, I mean, you Absolutely. guys make your own choice. Do not watch but this one needed reports. to be brought out. Do not watch this the news needed- reports. Absolutely, don't fuck the news. Go straight yeah, to the Senate. Lying. Go straight to the state Senate committee hearing. It is oh, an hour and a half long. And if you want to, if you want to cross reference it, because you can actually find the the minutes of that hearing um, on the links to. You can find it on YouTube. Just look that. Type in the Uvalde uh, Senate hearing committee or Senate committee hearing, and it'll pop us as like a CBS link. But it actually has a link also for the um, for the minutes, pretty much of that hearing which will give you a breakdown of the timeline, like number for number, minute for minute. Um, And if you want to then cross-reference that with the actual body cam videos, there are uncensored, full-cut, uncut versions that are on YouTube of this this entire event. Yeah, this is the one event that we actually have the most actual information on of the event itself, not of the shooter. This is why we wanted them to have body cams. So when shit like this happened, (laughs) this is why we have cameras everywhere now, folks, because this is the most videoed event that has happened. Yeah. There it's 100% on camera for this event. than there is for the fucking Holocaust, you know, like, and the Holocaust every single (laughs) second of this is on video from the time he wrecked his truck outside the fucking school to the time they busted in the door is on video time coded audio fucking high def, uh, high def and the fucking, some of the body cams, like every minute of it is documented. And not just documented by somebody's hand. It is documented by fucking raw data that has not been manipulated. They tried. The police fucking tried. They they complained about it being released, saying that, oh, well, it might hurt the investigation. Well, what investigation? The only yeah, investigation no is going to hurt your reputation. It's going to hurt the, it's going to hurt your side of the investigation into your behaviors, but it has nothing to do with the fucking dead boys investigation. It has you know, it nothing to do with that. It might have to do with the investigation of the children. It'll show fucking severe incompetence. <laughs> so they, 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 they fought the release of the, of the footage. Um, it got out. It initially. Got now out. I, I'm going to bring up the second reason that I am glad that this one was last. Um, 
you know, it just happened to be this particular one that was last in the time events that we were going to cover, but I'm glad that it's last, not only for your raw response on this, that I found very entertaining and, you know, as close (laughs) from the heart as you could fucking, you know, come from and which is, I love it. I really do. Um, but the second part of it is, you know, just, it's going to play in a very large part of my side of the conversation on the main topic of, you know, why you know, people should you know protect themselves and not rely on the police force? No, because um, you might wind I, up with these guys. Yeah, I, I, good God. <laughs> I mean, they were only minutes away. They got there fast, but they didn't do shit. Yeah, it would have been mean, better had they not shown up. At least, yeah, didn't. <laughs> really. So, I mean, like I said, it's going to play in a big part of why I think that people should have the ability to protect themselves for whatever comes to them that they need protecting from because you, you, this this shows you cannot rely on the police no no and we'll do later episodes one day about why you also can't trust them <laughs> so yeah they're, they're, <laughs> unfortunately i think the cops are going to be a you know a repeat guest of topic here uh, on you know stoner's point and uh, because you know friend of they, the they pod, make themselves the <laughs> they make themselves a target of conversation way too damned often. I want to get and a not for the right picture. reason. I'm going to get a framed picture of Stephen Wilford, and I'm going to hang it above where I sit in the studio when I have my studio <laughs> fixed up, so that when I get mad at police, when I get mad at humanity, I can look up at this fucking angel <laughs> and think, you know, there are good people in this fucking world. Now, I don't know anything about his personal life. If I, I'm going to look into him a little bit, and if I have to eat crow then so be it. But as it stands, what he, I can't imagine that he's a free man walking around in the world with access to firearms and, you know, <laughs> done anything less. Um, any, any, sadly, <laughs> sadly, they are many more heroes like Mr. Steve there that, you know, just do not get the recognition that they deserve. Um, and that's a problem I think in this country, which will be a, one of the topics in the main discussion. I don't know if it's going to be this weekend or next weekend for that. Um, we're going to have to find out how much time we need to actually compile all the data. And there's a lot to compile. Um, but yeah, it's the, 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 the modern day heroes, the, the so-called good guys with guns, um, they're going to get their moment in the spotlight during the, the large conversation that we're going to have on this. And they need to be, they need to be done more often. Um, we can't have every incident that we see about a gun being horrific news when there are so many. Um, CDC's got it somewhere between anywhere between three hundred thousand to three million defensive uses of a firearm in the war in the nation every year. Um, now that goes from everything from just lifting up your shirt to let the guy know that you're armed, or to actually brandishing the weapon, pulling the trigger. Um, they're all classified in the same category. Um, it's unknown because most of the ones where somebody just lifts up their shirt and flashes it and you know, the, the, the deal's done, they don't get reported. So there's no real data on exactly how many. It's an estimate, and it's a big estimate and a wide gap, 300,000 to 3 million. That's a big gap. But those folks, they don't, they don't get talked about. I mean, there was a, a, a mall shooting not too long ago, you know, just a couple of last month, I think. Where you know a mass shooter comes into the mall, starts shooting up the place, and a, a, a patron of the mall 
happened to have his weapon with him, even though it was a no weapons allowed place. Um, and he shot the bad guy. And most of the news I've seen about it was, you know, why did this guy have a gun? He broke the fucking law. I don't care. He broke the fucking law. He stopped the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Praise this motherfucker. His name should be up in lights. You know, he, he should have his own daytime TV show for a week, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, all that stuff's coming. And, and, and again, for those of you who might feel I'm, I'm exceptionally, you know, uh, especially like I'm just talking out my ass or I'm just, I just have a, a chip on my shoulder about the police. Well, you're right. In some respect, I do have a chip on my shoulder about law enforcement. I have for a long time. That being said, when I first read about this event, I immediately texted Mike and said, what the fuck they were waiting on the key. <laughs> I then spent, I even, I went to Fox news people. I went to Fox <laughs> News looking for some sort of excuse for the cops to try and be objective, to try you and be find fair. an excuse for cops. Fox is the place to look for it. So I thought. So I thought. <laughs> I then I then listened to a podcast from a police from it's a I, I, I can't think of the name of the podcast and I apologize for this, but it was actually two law enforcement officers. Um, they defended it a little bit. But for the most part, they said, yeah, they dropped the ball in every every respect. Um, it is unjustifiable amongst other law enforcement officers. It is unjustifiable. There's, I, I looked everywhere. I, I watched the whole Senate committee hearing from somebody who had every reason to at least lie, to lie and defend their actions. And he did not. He could not. It, the facts just do not line up with it. So – like I said, I tried really hard to be objective and fair and balanced because I've always hated Fox News. <laughs> I, I, you don't understand what it did to me to sit there and watch an hour of Fox News. Although I did love watching them try to backpedal. Their, when they, when the, when the, when it first broke, they did say that the police were heroes uh, that were, that went in there and immediately stopped the shooter. But within an hour. They were backpedaling that as fast as they could, putting the blame of it on on the mayor and all that. They're like, oh well, the police had that that were just wondering so much about their response, and uh, the mayor he is lied to and he is furious, and so are we. And I, I was, <laughs> they backpedaled it, but they uh, they 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 didn't come up with an excuse. I watched, I watched the Fox Five, I watched Fox and Friends. Somebody in there has some sort of ridiculous opinion. I had to watch so many Sean Hannity commercials, folks, to be fair and balanced. And the fair and balanced facts of this case are as I have stated. <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> and that's, now, that's that's all I, I can say I, about I, it. I'm one that you know I, I you know I watch them all. Uh, like you, you said, you you had to watch Fox. You know, I watch Fox, and you know, but I find the times where I have to watch CNN. Or I have to watch the Young Turks. You know, I'm one of those that watch them all. You know, I'm one of the two million plus that watch you know, Tucker Carlson. I'm one of the six hundred thousand that watch Anderson Cooper. Um, I mean, I could say something to the you know the numbers have got to mean something, but it you know it doesn't necessarily mean that one side's true and the other one isn't. It just could mean that one side's full, got more idiots than the other. It just is just as I, I would, well, I would yeah. lean towards that being the case, but that's my biased <laughs> opinion. 
And, said, and I'm slightly biased to the other side, you know, which is what I like about our conversations here. <laughs> if nothing else, folks, just remember this. It doesn't matter what side of a, a topic that you're on. Discussion is the way to reach an, a, an answer. You know, not argument, not blame, not shame. Discussion. One person might be right. One person might be wrong. So fucking be it. You, know, you don't have to be right all the time. It, the 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 topic the, the main point is <laughs> yeah no shit yeah as much as I like to think that I'm you know one of the most intelligent people around I realize I'm a fucking idiot you know my ignorance outweighs the universe folks um so yeah if I get into discussion and you can prove my idea wrong I will more listen. power to it I'm just as I, happy I learning when I'm wrong than as I am when I'm right I have that same rule with my 12 year old daughter and my son isn't quite old enough to understand it yet but I also have this rule with him if I tell you something and it's not something life threatening like get out of the fucking road you know or hey put that fucking flaming pot of poisonous chemicals down whatever there's, no, there's none of that happening I'm just saying if I give them an order like that that's different but if I tell them something and they're able to logically calmly debate with me and change my point of view they got it and that's absolutely and that's something that i always i've since become an adult have resented my entire everybody involved in my childhood honestly for is i wasn't given the tools to make decisions i wasn't given the tools to learn how to make good rational decisions based on whatever sense of morality you have based on uh you know possible outcomes worst worst case scenarios best case scenarios based on what it will do to me in the future. You know, I, I didn't learn to make those decisions. I still suck at that shit. I just kind of go with what feels right, and sometimes that leads me down the wrong path. I want, I, I, everybody's children should be able to, you know, I'm not saying they should have the right to just argue with you and, and, and ignore your will. You know, work with them. Pe they, they, they're growing minds. And if you want this growing mind to grow into a thinking, rational person who doesn't, I don't know, shoot their grandmother in the face. She lived, by the way, and go shoot up a school. Well, fucking make sure they know how to think. Make sure they know how oh, to yeah. make decisions. Make sure they know how to, most importantly, fucking communicate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when your kid asks why, when you tell them to do something, um, unless it's a life-threatening thing, like get out of the road or whatever. You know, you, Take the fucking you know, time to explain it explain why yeah answer the damn question and if you can't answer the question then, then why you need to question the you need to question the order <laughs> yeah if you can't answer that question for yourself other than a simple because i said so because that's what i want if you can't come up with an answer then maybe you need to <laughs> yeah you know you just need to go on with it yeah. do you as were... i say not as i do is not the correct way to, to live folks yeah it, or, it needs to be do, do as, as I, I do do as i say not as I have done, here is why, <laughs> you know, that, that's it. You know, you think your kids are going to make their own decisions. No amount of abstinence only training or any, no, no amount of fucking any, anything like that is going to really do to, to change that. They are going to do what they are going to do, especially when they get to a certain age, what the best you can do, best you can hope for because you can't monitor their every move or they'll never learn how to be an independent adult. You can't order, you can't uh, choose everything for them or you'll never be a pen and adult, but you, yeah. you, you have knowledge to, is power. Yeah. You know, you have to make, you have to ensure that they can make the right decisions when the time comes to make decisions. You have to entrust your children 
And don't trust your children so much that they're stealing your weapons or stealing money from your bank account to buy weapons and stockpile them in their bedrooms, and you don't know anything about it. <laughs> don't don't trust your children that much, you know. <laughs> especially yeah. if they're fucking weird. And those of you with weird kids, you know it. I was a fucking weird kid, and I bet you if I brought my, he would never come on this. He probably if he ever listens to this show, he'll probably never talk to me again. But. <laughs> if <laughs> you know that was a risk i took i'm, I'm tired of lying yeah, with everybody I'm, in my I'm, life i'm i'm going to be start being fucking honest you know it's, it, it's if i'm not completely honest then i'm always lying to someone um yeah my mom's dead i don't have to explain her to her the way i feel about it yeah so, um, I, but my dad knew he still knows to this day that i'm fucking weird right he accepts me as much as i think he can allow himself to or he feels like he can allow himself to but they all everybody knew I was weird. My entire family knew I was a weird kid. What did they do? They locked me in my room at night, you know, or or worse, locked me outside during the day, unsupervised. <laughs> that was what happened to me. You know, get the fuck out there, figure out life. Yeah, no instructions, no tips, and no tricks. My dad nope. will tell you that nothing they tried worked. He fucking screwed a piece of plywood over my window to keep me from slipping out. And I, if he was on, if he was sitting here today on this podcast, it'd be great because he could tell you about the day, years after I moved out, that they found the the string of Christmas lights that I had run underneath the house to a hole I had cut through the floor in my bedroom closet while I had skipped school one day. <laughs> <laughs> I kids are going to do what they're, and if they're smart, they they're going to get shit by you that you ain't going to find out for years, and hopefully the shit they're getting by you. You know, if they if kids are getting shit by, hopefully it's what I was actually doing, going out and having unprotected sex. That's that's what I was doing, out smoking pot, having unprotected sex, and just being a creature of the night when I snuck out at night. I wasn't going around trying to kill anybody. But that was also the time frame in which I was the most volatile person. I was the most dangerous in my life at that particular time. So keep an eye on your kids. Make your kids, you know. Learn to trust your kids by giving them the tools to make the right decisions and monitoring the decisions that they make. Otherwise, we're just going to keep breeding generations of fucking Adam Lanza. Absolutely. But yeah, folks, definitely stay tuned. We're going to be getting really deep into the whole culture here in the next, you know, either this weekend or next weekend. I ain't sure when you're going to see it, but you will definitely see it in the next few weeks. It'll be posted. You'll know it. Um, Keep track of us, uh, hit those likes and follows and all that good stuff on these things. So you'll get the notifications, you know, leave a, so leave us a comment. Yeah. You know, if there's anything that you know of that you think needs to be you know, added to this large conversation that is still ongoing about this, please, by all means, there's no wrong idea. You know, speak up. We'll discuss it. You know, you, we're not going to call you an idiot unless you unless actually try to fucking, back up these shooters. Unless you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, you, or, yeah. or you're like some of these kids that were this last guy's friends and shit that thought it was cool. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You, you might get, you might get a little bit of chastising there, but you know, if, if, as long as you come out with a, 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 a thought out thought, um, post it, come on, you know, give it to us, you know, give us something to discuss, make sure we we're covering every little base that we can, you know, cause we're only two guys. Um, we don't have a, a research team and all that good stuff yet. So if you feel like stepping up a little bit and helping us out there, uh, if you've got anything on, you know, guns, even, you know, whatever your point of view is on guns, 
you know, all that will help. Um, just tell me how you feel about them. Um, tell me why you think nobody should have them. Tell me why you think everybody should have them. Um, you know, all that good stuff. You know, the comments will help, and we, we it'll give us some stuff to talk about in between all the you know numbers and the data, which is probably going to be a little boring. We'll try to make it not quite so boring, but yeah, we if you um, haven't noticed, we have been working a little bit on our format because um, <laughs> uh, while while the data and the facts are important to to if nothing else structure the conversation. And to make sure that we're able to come at each other with our different ideals, with the facts to back them up, um, you know, and that kind of gives us like that uh, that, that check and balance system. Um, we, so we we tried to move away from just kind of like writing out a script of the research we've done to finding finding like uh, relevant articles, research papers, documents. Uh, we'll watch videos while you know during the day and whatnot on the on the subject. We'll read. We'll read what's out there to read. Um, so you know, like, I, I, what was I talking about? I done got stoned and mad, and then calmed down. Now I forgot. <laughs> well, and to our <laughs> listeners outside of the United States, here, you know, shout out to you guys. We appreciate you all. Um, you guys, especially, um, please, you know, leave us a comment somewhere and let me let us know what oh, your gun laws are and the let me know what your gun laws are and let me know uh, how you feel about them personally. And just yeah. so we got some objective outside of the United States, you know, you know, information to, to kind of base it on here. Yeah. I would um, like yeah, to actually, format. there, there are countries. Well, now, now we got something else here. There are <laughs> countries that um, have, have different gun laws than what's going on in the U S and have much lower violence. I'm th- I'm talking about places like Finland, Sweden. Um, what's working there? Why is it working there? Why? Because I would love to find the unskewed data about why it is or isn't working. Um, and that is actually really hard to find, even on the internet in the states. Um, <laughs> I, I, they, 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 there's all these different opinions on why it's working, but I'm not hearing any anything that gives me any kind of like real data. Um, so. That'd be great. I would love to hear data from the countries where gun laws and gun violence are at a much more peaceful situation than they are in what apparently seems to be at least a third of the rest of the world. But worse, worse in anywhere in any first world country, the worst one is definitely America for gun for mass shooting gun violence. Um, oh yeah, so the format we've tried to move to a more conversational thing to keep it more uh, natural. Um, as, as you can see, it does seem to be kind of working. We both come out of our shell quite a bit. And uh, apparently Mike's just going to spend this series finding things to get me riled up. So, uh, yeah. Well, um, I can't think of another one where the police failed so miserably. Oh, not not this bad. Not this bad. And you can never (laughs) shock me again with it. (laughs) From now on, from now on, every police car I see, I expect it to be one of these Uvalde officers. <laughs> so every time I bring up something, well, let's talk about this. You go look into it before you agree. Now, <laughs> well, I would have, I would have wanted to talk about it anyway once I found out about it. <laughs> yeah, but it would not have had, it wouldn't have had the same level of intensity for you after, had you looked into this beforehand, bro. I'm telling you, man, I'm I, glad I, you waited. Yeah. It, it softened me. It softened me up for the blow. My kidneys were weak and ready for a knee. <laughs> well i i'd have to say that it, it's refreshing to see another problem <laughs> i hate to say it like that but <laughs> other than just looking at you know some 
punk shooting defenseless yeah. people. Yeah, I say another we stop, punk shooting defenseless people. Their, another say, punk shooting defenseless people. I say we stop releasing um, their pictures and their names. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Well, stop, stop letting uh, them, stop letting them have fans. Well, I mean, broadcast the news. Don't make it a daytime drama. Okay, at least that. <laughs> You're always going to have people who are going to if they can't they'll, if they can't memorialize the shooter they'll memorialize the shooting. So, yeah, yeah, and 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 it makes it a lot easier to do so when when it's on the damn TV for two weeks after the event. Yep. Now it it should be remembered every year, kind of a thing, and, and we, we should never forget this on new, stuff. On new, on new, on new events, but they have to be actually new things, not oh breaking news. The sister of such and such shooter was just arrested for minor possession of, of narcotics. It's like, that's, who cares? That's irrelevant. You just did that because it's linked to the other guy and it's going to get clicks. Yeah. How many other people were arrested for more narcotics in the same city at the same police department within the same hour? You know, <laughs> tell me that news. I'd be interested to hear about that. <laughs> but. Yeah. Start talking about heroes more. Stop talking about the criminals. Yeah, let's have more. And, let's and, have more Stephen Wilford's less Adam Lanza. Uh, keep a lookout. Uh, I I kind of think I'm. Mike's looking on making t-shirts, getting t-shirts made for the pod. I want sticker packs, and now I want like the WWJD bracelets. But I want it to be what would Stephen <laughs> Wilford do? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, he, we'll look in. We'll look into that. Uh, yeah, I might be able to do something about that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, there is definitely the talk of merch. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. We'll definitely let you know when it happens. Um, we're just now finding somebody that you know, might be able to do it and make sure we get the, the file formats and all that stuff done. Right. So we're not wasting anybody's time and you know, all that good stuff. That's, that's where we're at now. It, it's not a done deal, but it's something that is going to happen. So keep it out. We'll let you know. Hell yeah. And uh, we can, you can find us on uh, where you're listening to us now. And if you get tired of listening to us there, we're on YouTube, Spotify. Uh, we are on Apple. I mean, not Apple. Jesus. Amazon Music. We are on Audible. We're on um, Acast, Patreon. I don't even remember the ones I said anymore. But we're on pretty much everything except for <laughs> Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and uh, Apple iTunes. So if if uh, if you're not on the no list, or at least the current no list, which is going to change, I promise. But for fuck's sake, people, I've been waiting. I've been waiting in fucking hallways of blood for fucking three weeks now. So give me a break. Um, <laughs> you know, I just had a daggone thought. I wish we'd have had the foresight to look into you know getting in contact with the folks that did that song. You know, fuck the police. NWA. Would have been a great outro for this. Yeah, would have yeah. been a great outro for this. Um, Get permission just to use a little clip to put on the outro. That would have been fucking on point for this particular one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I mean, and there's, if you like our intro and outro music, check out Wickless Sky. He's on all, all, all he's everywhere. Uh, I mean, he's in Serbia physically, but he's he's everywhere on the internet. Um, I don't think I could hear his Ray Stevens. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they call him the street don't look out <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck